0: sense Media, activated. Hey everyone, I have a question for y'all. Does all power corrupt? Is everything black and white when you reach a certain level of leadership? Or is there something in between that not everyone can agree on whether it's ultimately good or bad? If you're wondering the same thing, this is what we're going to discuss on today's episode of Wave of the Future, Shore, a.k.a. WFS, where we navigate the waters of life.
1: Of the Future Show, and we are your hosts, Mr. Trey M. Carr, and I am
2: E. James. How y'all doing tonight, (laughs) man?
1: Beautiful, beautiful, my friend. We moving, baby. We just keep it trucking. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Keep it trucking. We keep it waving. That's it. Doctor said I need a truck out of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm not with you guys tonight, but I got to say, I love the way the studio's laid out today. It looks very spacious. looks very open.
1: Yeah. It feels nice, man. It feels good, man.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, a little elbow room. Yeah. yeah. Kick your feet up a little bit, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So you have the movie I theater like the, chair. I like the you did this. We're going to have to battle Pick for supremacy. Up. Oh, yeah, man. If I fall asleep, y'all just nudge me. Things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, we're trying to uh, have some more character on these videos so we're not stale doing the, uh, what's that show, that 70s show, or just going around the world. Oh, yeah.
0: It felt like the round table. <laughs> yeah, the round table.
2: It was good, though. It's always good.
1: That was a good show. It was a great show. That's right, oh, man. I love that show. So how are
2: y'all doing? Shoot, man. You know me. I can't complain. I'm just, uh, just pushing it. Another day, another dollar. Just got off of work earlier, you know, stopped through, come through, get the fam. Mm. A link up to do this wonderful podcast, man. So I cannot complain.
1: Wait, wait, wait. You got paid a dollar? Uh...
2: Man, I just want to realize, you know, I just want a dollar for every time that I was doubted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Dollar for every time you were doubted. Hey, I like it. I never doubt I like you, Trey. It. I did. Screw that guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me say something I ain't supposed to say on this show, man. (laughs) No, man, no. Uh, That's that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I've been all right, man. I've been playing the heck out of that game. Helldivers 2. And I'm part of the problem because their servers encountered some max capacity issues. I think they've gotten it fixed, but it's cross-play between PC and PS5. And I got it on PS5, and I got a squad of, like, five, six people already who mm. just rotate in and out. And we were having wait times as high as 30 minutes to get in last night. It was stupid. Yeah, dog, I'm not waiting 30 minutes to play no game. would you say? Oh, man, it's like, it's, it's in our veins, man. We're ready. <laughs> we're, we want the next hit. Would you say it was grassroots, the way the
0: popularity happened? It looked like it happened over the course of a few weeks.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Um, I saw one ad, literally one ad mm. in passing, on TV of all places. I'd never really see ads anymore. And I went, that game looks sick. I think it was during a basketball game. Mm. That's where sports has its value. I said, that looks sick. And then when I saw the price, I was like 40 bucks. Like Usually they're like 60, 70 bucks now. Mm. I'll go check it out. And dude, it's been fun. It's good.
2: Is it riddled with like microtransactions?
1: It does have some microtransactions, but you don't have to. It's just like you buy stuff, for a little extra guns and cosmetics and mm. something. They have this stuff called super credits and their in-game currency is not egregious. Okay. So it's not like Fortnite where it's like spend $8 or $25. And the thing that you want, if you do the math in your head, is probably like 12.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. They always get those in the middle prices for you to drop 20 bucks and have eight bucks left over. Mm-hmm, got right. To drop another 20.
1: Cause you can't afford it. Yeah. Yeah. You already know how it is, man.
0: Dang you forked knife. What
1: about you car?
0: I'm doing wonderful. I'm uh. Hydrating with my lady's uh, pink Stanley cup in her little cargo pouch. So I'm living my best (laughs) (laughs)
1: life. I got
0: a Stanley Uh, pack. I got a little Stanley cargo pant pocket thing. It's got a wallet and a (laughs) keychain. uh gentlemen and and ladies get your significant others these cargo pockets they love it they could just so you too can be like car so, after dark. so yeah you can carry it with your little attache <laughs> you walking to work all bougie just like hey bitches all right anyway <laughs> anyway uh yeah shout out to my household right now i got dog wrestlemania going on uh i got i got mm. the girls over we got a whole bunch of cheer stuff we got to do tomorrow or dance squad rather Um, A bunch of little ones we got to feed. We're going to give them fruits and grapes and all sorts of sandwiches. So she's getting all that ready in the kitchen right now. So pardon our pardon our dust if there's any kind of dog tippy taps in the background. But, oh, hey, it happens. But uh, shaking bacon and making moves, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. But it, yum, 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 it's bacon. We're just we're just working. We're just doing our thing. We're just uh, having a good time, and I'm glad that we get to put time aside to talk. I know this whole new year has been kind of busy, so it's nice to finally get some yeah. some norm, some normal, some normality back with our conversations. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, man. 2024 is off to a
2: wild start, to say the least, yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. We got people tripping <laughs> hard. So, man. Did y'all catch Super Bowl? I did,
0: though. Indeed. I did. I went to
2: a party. Oh, you wow. went to a party? You switched roles. Mm. Okay. Who's this? car over here going to parties. Super Bowl parties <laughs> over here.
1: Okay. I see you. You became supercar.
2: Yeah, we, we left like mm, beginning
0: of the third. There was like two minutes we kind of sat in. But yeah, I just really kind of hung out, mingled a little bit, and kind of just waited for Usher to get everybody's girl pregnant, and then we just left. Oh, it was Usher's fault. It was Usher's fault, dude.
1: I'm oh, make just love in the club.
0: Just him popping like Terry Crews with no shirt on, just or all scary. On, or him <laughs> on the just, field,
2: not Terry Crews. He
1: did. Man. Yeah, you saw, you saw that video where they compare him to the dancing white yes, chicks, dude. He
2: just did that. I was like, <laughs> I was falling, like
1: dang, bro." <laughs>
2: the boy took off three shirts in a matter of like ten seconds. Like on the <laughs> and, <laughs> just,
1: and had time to just, roller skate. Just, apparently, yeah,
2: man. He, brought, he he brought out the roll bounce. Yeah, dude.
1: Uh, I was over there just. <laughs> I, it was, I, man, I didn't see it, but. I would have been so happy if somebody were reported back. I was just saying, how dare you disrespect the house that's filled.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was just a, it was like a millennial throwback to like everybody that was like old. Now is was like, oh my God. Yeah, dude, he brought it was jams, man. It was a good show.
2: Yeah.
1: Damn, you got, you got Jermaine Dupree out there in his little. Uh, oh yeah,
2: his little, little toddler, toddler <laughs> suit, oh.
1: <laughs> looking like False, a lad, baby.
2: Yeah, <laughs> y'all seen that? Y'all seen that video on the internet where it's like a, a you know a little stocky short dude? Yeah. He's getting measured mm-hmm. for a suit, mm-hmm. and then they pull out the little baby suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what Jermaine Dupree was wearing was the come little on. baby suit that they pulled out for. Come a on, that, that was him. That was him getting fit. It looked like mini me, dude. I was like, come on, cat. I, like they were shorts. I, I I don't know what you're doing there, man. That's some long uh, shorts. Those <laughs> are some long shorts, man. Like,
0: dude, and shout out to freaking uh, Lil Wayne or not Lil Wayne. Um, damn it, Wheezy. Uh, I was like, did he show up? No, not Wayne. I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, Lil Luke John. Lil, little. Oh,
1: Lil John. John. Oh, Luda's here with big old Afro. We don't all look alike. Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lil John looked like like he just came out of the Matrix, dude. He had like he had like Eddie Murphy's leather suit. Like, it was crazy looking. Oh, really? Yeah, dude, he looked crazy, man. He didn't have the big t-shirt look. He had, like, weird leather yeah, daddy yeah. kind of thing going on.
1: <laughs> like like Eddie Murphy in the uh, in Raw or Delirious? Yeah, but with
0: a vest. Like, no sleeves. Just, oh, wow. Yeah, he looked like Rick James. That's what he looked like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. He looked like Rick James. And then, yeah, Luda, like, finally stopped fighting with
2: Cat Williams for, like, two seconds to bust his verse out real quick. Yeah, boy, pulled out his afro. Like it was 2002 <laughs> again and everything, dude. Uh, yeah, bro. It was a good show, man. Yeah. Was, yeah he got, he
1: got mad about it. those cat comments. I'm on the show of my afro.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this was intentional or not, um, but like at the end when everybody was on stage and the stage was just jumping. Did y'all see that when it was just going? Whoa, 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 like, Yeah, I thought it was going to break. That uh, look cool, uh, man. That looked super cool.
1: <laughs> what you don't know they could never use that stage ever again. Yeah, there,
0: <laughs> there was like four guys underneath just holding the pillar. Just, oh my God. Yeah, dude. Everybody was up <laughs> like there. Atlas? Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, it was a cool. It was exciting. It was like, dang, I haven't seen a good halftime show since, oh man, should I dare say Prince?
2: Yo, Prince had the best halftime show of all time, in my opinion. The greatest. Um, The greatest. It was like easily Yeah. One easily the greatest halftime show of all time i saw a article or something on twitter the other day that said there was some cable that went out during prince's halftime show mm. and one of the um engineers like stripped it and held it together with his hand because they love during the show it. in the rain yeah. uh like what they love yeah that's true like they did everything to make sure prince's show went off without a hitch dude it was so Freaking real
0: off. quick aside, I knew a guy who did shows. He did like roadie stuff for shows and he yeah. saved mm-hmm. Prince's life. No, he, uh, oh. <laughs> they had this thing where they had like a rolling box where little Prince would jump in and get rolled to the other side of the stage. So he can come out like magic. So he yeah. got stuck on the other side. <laughs> uh, so homie had to pop him out with a crowbar and Prince was like, thank you. And that was the one time <laughs> he looked into his eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Prince, oh, Fox. He looked into through his eyes, Prince right? Rogers yeah. Nelson, sir. Rest in peace.
0: All right, anyways, that's a powerful man, by the way, Prince. Prince
1: Nelson. Shoo, Sheesh. Yeah, dude. Hey, man, powerful enough that two in the morning ask Kevin Smith and his handlers to get him a giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> and Kevin Smith said, talk about, can't get a giraffe? It's two in the morning. And this handler goes, we don't tell him no. <laughs> I want a giraffe at 2 a.m. <laughs> 2 he was like, but this is a ridiculous ask. It's 2 in the morning. We don't tell him no. no tell him we no. find a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to know how they got the giraffe now. I'm going to have to look into that. Well, I don't think they actually got the giraffe, uh, okay. but I think it was just the whole like Kevin Smith not being in the know, not being <laughs> in the one to know that he needs to not say no, but find another way to say no without saying no. Uh, okay. Yeah. I get it. Or, or not yet. Yeah. I was please hold know. what the hell he wanted a giraffe. Please hold <laughs> yeah, yeah, the line. It's
2: not well- I wonder if he really wanted
0: it. Yeah. It's not well documented. S- Sorry, so many questions. Yeah, it's not well documented how his tantrums would be, but we got a whole lot of laundry list of people right now that we're going to talk about that do have very interesting NDAs that got broken as of late. Recent things have come to light that I've just, you know, it's been kind of shell shocking. Um so you saying they broke out of the submission hole?
1: They got out of the. Uh, they hit the they hit the, <laughs> the scorpion just, death lock.
0: The Shoulder got out of the tap, man. Like mm. I don't know, man, but I guess I guess I'm just gonna let the cat out of the bag. I've been thinking a lot about Vinny Mac, old Vince
1: McMahon, dude. You okay. know, this is one of those times where I could use them money, 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 money. I mean, I know it's Ted DiBiase, but he used it for a little bit. I, I like Shane. Shane's like, money. Right? Here come the yeah. money. <laughs> money, 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 money.
0: <laughs> Oh, man. I hope so, Vinnie Mac said, so they're the money man. with that. Uh, oh, man. So, so Vinnie Mac did the classic um, old money shyster move to where he uh, had somebody sign an NDA and promised certain payments to be made out. And after the first payment, he was like, "Nah, I'm not going to pay you anymore. So that kind of makes uh-uh. the NDA null and void, which is why we have those open allegations out right now against uh, a Vincent Kenneth McMahon. And his association. Ooh,
1: look at you with dropping the middle name. The middle He's name
0: like, is full. Name. Kenny,
1: dude. Yeah. He went full government. I think it's
0: I think it's Vincent Kenneth McMahon. Am I right? I don't know. It sounds <laughs> he sounds like a Kenny. That
1: was not that was not what I was prepared for. That's for sure. Vincent Yancey McMahon <laughs> I don't remember. He's,
2: He's pulling Kennedy. out alternative facts. <laughs> no, alternative Kennedy is his fake it's news. Kennedy. <laughs> I yeah, no, came, came yeah. here to
1: see the fake news. There goes that Carson. Uh,
2: you know Kennedy's in their scandal. Yo, he's man. still Kenny though. Uh, if you really think about it, yeah, I guess yeah. yeah. Dude. <laughs>
1: and they're trying to kill Kenny right now, aren't they? So old 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 Vinnie Mac. This
0: guy, I we can't even say like half the things that have happened, but let's just let's just put it briefly that this man has shaped the the visual landscape of professional wrestling for the greater part of like 40 50 years let's just say that let's put that out there yeah yeah for real for real i don't think anything yes, i don't yes. think anything pro wrestling that matters outside of all the other stuff that wants to be the wwe is affected by this guy like even then he still swallowed up his competitors and stuff anybody that would try and test him like he bought those guys and this is you know, this is like territory wrestling. Like, back in the day, all that stuff was just a bunch of dudes in warehouses, like, all independently working yeah. in their states. Like, that's where they got the kind of – that kind of feel that there were carnies and all that stuff. Well, he kind of made it a household thing. He made everything mm. – he made everything become national and global. And now even, like, to where they get the house shows in the Saudis and stuff. Like, that's crazy.
1: Well, you know, and back in those days, it was WWE – or sorry, WWF. Yeah. And the yep. other guys. Yeah. You know, and I say the other guys, not to disrespect the other guys, but like then they like there was always WCW. Yeah. But then it really rose up in the nitro raw battle. That's where it really started oh, yeah. to like compete with WWF, right? But then ever since then, because of course they bought him out, you you've got what AEW and TNA and it's like they just don't have the same ring as WCW did and being able to compete with WWE now WWE yeah and
0: that's that's solely just due to Ted Turner like Ted Turner is the only guy that's willing to kind of go head-to-head with Vinnie Mac that's because he's Ted Turner yeah Yeah. because he wants to see wrestling on TNT and that's like what his thing is like I'm glad we got a guy who's like into wrestling up that up up that high because if it's not Vinnie Mac it's the other guy from AEW the young guy whose dad owns the the Jaguars um tony, oh, khan, I didn't know yeah, tony khan senior uh... Uh, junior well, junior owns AEW, and he like really really loves it like he's like a fan which i don't know if you need to be like a, a super fan like that to run a business like the way it's been in the wwe but that's a whole nother that conversation love, love, love passion. so two different kind of leaders but we don't even need to get into tony khan because he, he seems to love what he does and he seems to do it in a fair manner from what i've read but old oh, vinny oh my god uh, and this is yeah let's talk about some of those things he's accused of man a lot of uh sexual misconduct let's just bring that out the door mm. there's a lot of uh a lot of a lot of NDAs have been that they accounted for like what they say like 13 or 14 million dollars in hush money that they had to kind of run audits for
2: uh, yeah uh, uh, uh. I was just looking at that uh I think it was 13 million dollars over over like a 16 year period let me where'd you get and so and, and just
1: yeah. just to be clear about him you know Allegations for Vince McMahon go back to when, shoot, before you two were born, when I was a little little boy. I mean, uh, Rita Chatterin in 1992, she alleged McMahon of uh, the R word. Oh, really? In 86. Yeah, man. And then she came back. She comes, she came back.
2: She came back. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, something like <laughs> that he, happened.
1: Never mind. She, uh, she came back. <laughs> 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 Woo. All right. She came forward again 30 years. I guess it was called Titan Gate. Oh, man. Yeah, man. So she, she, uh, and then there's the the whole stuff with Superfly, Jimmy Snuka. Mm. Um They said that McMahon had a role in helping him evade. Uh, trouble, domestic violence, and potentially murder charges. Wow, I, I think uh, uh, I, mean, I
0: think wrestling as a whole has always kind of had like a good old boy feel to it. Like, I mean, yeah. the most famous thing that anybody can look up is the plane ride from hell. That's a that was an event where a bunch of wrestlers got on a, like a private flight with 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 Vinny, and they had like a crazy crazy time of debauchery. Like Ric Flair is noted to have uh, walked around nude amongst other things oh, i boy. think dudes are wrestling like oh, in the boy. aisles like it was just a crazy drunken debauchery kind of thing so just letting it flare, flare out yeah, you know yeah, <laughs> Go, <woo>! yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah i think wrestling as a whole like like as for
2: the for the whole like
0: it's not it's not glamorous like the way these guys are and gals like there is a certain element of stuff that to where there is like a I want to say an element of trashiness but there is some sort of darkness in that. That's why they have those series like on Vice like the like dark side of the ring because there's always something kind of yes. kind of misaligned in the background. Like it's funny cuz as a little kid you you get your heart taken by all this like fake drama and you want to be like Stone Cold or the Rock or whatever and then later you grow up and figure out like you know like the only yeah. the only honest dudes were like the Undertaker and Mankind like <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you find out the is just some regular dude. Yeah, just some dude from San Antonio.
0: Or, or lives around here and just some big dude. But, uh, yeah. you find out Hulk Hogan was like a bad guy Anyway, Um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We're going to, you're going into straight WWF. I'm, I'm turning into right a now. mark. <laughs> yeah. I'm just
0: being a total mark right now. But, uh,
1: yeah.
0: anyways, back to Vince. Um, this has been kind of shell shocking because I think the most jarring thing to me when I heard about all this is like a lot of this stuff was documented like into his seventies. So this is only what we know. This is just the surface. Like there's a whole iceberg of other crazy stuff that's happened before. And can you Oh yeah, this is just the ten percent. Yeah. Like that's all we see. And imagine the guy doing it into his seventies and like how many generations of wrestlers has he brought up and like and like just just made these power plays to elevate certain ones and bury certain ones too? Like I know there's a whole lot of other people around his stable that like that generate these kind of storylines and pushes for people, but it, it ends yeah. with him. It ends with his opinion too. So there's like other people like John Laurinaitis and then like even even for a little while, like uh Jim Cornette was kind of in his stable too, making decisions. Like those kind of guys were all just kind of answering to him, and there'd be a lot of meetings and talks about that. So you really wonder how deep all that stuff goes and like who was in the know and like kind of these kind of shady back
2: backdoor deal kind of things. Yeah, who's sitting at that, you know, that that big table, uh, you know,
1: in the conference room. It's it's those folks. Yeah. Um What what do you think it is about someone like that that just i don't want to say makes them snap but like i would have never guessed this dude being like that when i was younger obviously because i wasn't really aware of people like this when i was a kid but he just seems like your regular dude and then over the wwf attitude era you start to get a glimpse of it but it just seems like him embracing the era of things being crazy, so yeah. trying to get that attention. But, you know, what do you what do you think it is about a person like this that just is able to keep that private, but then, like, behind closed doors... Or, or sorry, yeah, keep it, like, like, behind closed doors, they're a monster, but on camera, they're a monster, and it looks like it's all for show.
0: Yeah, I like the way you put that, so... The whole crux of Vince McMahon's like life is that he has been a very charming guy. He tells you what you want to hear and he makes, he convinces you that his idea was your idea. And in that Mm. kind of like weird little web of control that he has, people are still, they're like in love with the guy. Like they want to be in his favor. Like I think even Bret Hart is still like has a fond kind of likeness for him even though he like screwed him over. really, Yeah. Like you hear him talk about him like these days, like, yeah. Like what happened in Montreal was bad, but there's still some Montreal screwed. Yeah. But there's still some sort of like weird reverence that they have for the guy because, you know, ultimately he did give him bundles of money, even if there were the guys that were losing, but yeah, he would cut off careers and certain things too. Like, it wasn't just him. Like you get other guys like that get buried and, and, and all that stuff. But, his His fear of influence is something that you wanted to be a part of. You wanted to be a part of that inner ecleon of, of of power. you know You were one of the guys like mm. you could do pretty much whatever you wanted, and wrestlers want to do that because they put a lot of time in before their superstars driving in little tiny Honda Civics with another big old dude on the road, just you know crushing <laughs> crushing gas station food and getting to the next spot for 50 bucks. Right. So mm-hmm. when you see a guy like Mystic Man at the end of the tunnel, like you really want to go and do whatever you want for that kind of individual.
1: You're like, this could be my big break. Yeah.
0: And it's paternal. It's like a thing. It's like you want to please like your father in a way. Like, you know what I mean?
1: Do you think it's more about the figure or do you think it's more about what power the figure holds or maybe a little bit of both? I think
2: it's the power that they hold i I, I think it's a little bit of both honestly but i think most of it stems from the power that they hold because if there's no power behind it if they don't have the influence to do things or change things or cut a check or elevate or you know knock you down a couple of pegs and what's the point of endearing them egging them on in their antics there is no point yeah Uh, so you have to have power to be able to kind of get that control and then kind of back on your original question being a, a menace you know on the screen and then finding out that he's a menace behind the scenes um i think those two play into each other i think if you have you know the the money and power especially in a uh like car was saying in a world of wrestling like out of all corporations to be and all types of entertainment to be and you're in wrestling like yeah. uh everything goes too far yeah. so if you're just constantly Going too far for the script, and you're doing it for forty years. That's just gonna seep in and become your life.
1: This becomes right. all that you know, right? You know,
2: that's yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, you're always trying to go that extra mile or act a little wild because that's what you do. You know, three times a week, um four times during WrestleMania, but uh, yeah, kind of th- kind of thing with him. So that's how I kind of just answer that original question. That's what I think it is with him and all these allegations. Uh, that he's got going on. He just lives the life and has the power. Get away
1: with it. It almost becomes from the w- the, w- the way we're describing it. It almost becomes kind of like the, uh the Batman thing, right? <clears throat> is Bruce Wayne wearing the mask or is Bruce Wayne the mask? Yeah. Yeah. I that get that Batman wears.
2: Yeah. He's living the, except it's like a villain. And yeah. It, it, <laughs> right.
1: Right. Right. And then we're, we're veering off into, you know, vigilante stories. Cause then this is not what this is about. This is a guy who, abuse his power i mean to the tune of there is one uh one instance where he was groping allegedly he, he groped some lady at a massage place i think this was like 96 or 2000 oh, he was watching him before watson uh i was trying to remember I, I, I had it up i had some notes i'd written down um and i was trying to remember when it was but vince mcmahon is just He's gotta he's gotta have some level of charisma to be able to lower these names. Obviously the power's there. Obviously the allure is there because of what WWE's name means mm. to the wrestling industry as a whole. So how does one or not really how does one, but I'm I'm curious as to like where that switch flips, where it goes from like Hey, no, no, no! I want to sign this. I want to sign you to a deal because you're a top talent. You're a rising star, or I could turn you into a star. I, let, you know, we just got to do some tweaking. You know, where does it go from a hey, come over here, kid, to a you will do
0: this and I will own you. You know, it's funny you but, say that because um, he does literally own a lot of the names that these guys come in. Yeah, with. Yeah, right, right. What he chooses to do with those names. I will not touch on. <laughs>
2: it's time to play
1: the game he was, he was touching on the big
0: game. show <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right time it. for the undertaker
0: oh, oh this is the big red machine all right anyway
1: Un- spelled undertake oh. anyway
0: so yeah you're I think you hit all those notes and those uh, those parts in his playbook he, he he ingratiates himself he promises you that you're gonna be the it guy. And if you don't work for him, uh, you work against him. And then the next guy gets the spot. And then you see that preferential treatment. You see the Shawn Michaels. You see the, uh, you know, you see stuff like with The Rock and all that stuff. Like always being able to come back. I'm you rich. see, you you also see favors getting done from like Jim Crockett or like the Hortons and all that stuff. Like Randy's dope. But, right. you know, those are, those are like Nepo babies in a way too. Even like, yeah, I won't say it as much because the rest of stuff is putting the hard work. But yeah, I and mean, you get the Hogans. You get, you get all those kinds of guys that have had historical issues. In the back with the boys, you get the Goldbergs, you get all that. But since they draw in Brock Lesnar, like they have to have Paul Heyman to like wrangle the guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, Heyman is the guy that manages Brock Lesnar's whole thing, because that guy's, like, difficult to work with. He wants to win all the time. Like, he's one of those forces of nature that
1: Vinny kind of has to, like, smooth over. Like, hey, pal. Like, that's the thing. He Oh, so Paul Heyman wasn't really – he wasn't just a personality that reigned him in. He was, like, really doing that in real life. Yeah, he's been doing this since ECW. He was ECW before. That's, that's where Heyman mm-hmm.
0: hails from. And Paul Heyman's, like – Like they say, like people will say like when they were in his stable, like I'm a Heyman guy, like how CM Punk, like CM Punk's notoriously hard to work with too. Heyman manages his whole thing too. Well, at least at some point they did. Mm. But like, yeah, there's other personalities in that mix too, that kind of smooth over those more like unattractive talents to like somebody like him. But ultimately they all kind of serve that one focus that he's the siphon. You know what I mean? That all points to interesting. But yeah, there's stuff like that gets done in house shows because it's because
2: of the beckoning of the top, you know, I mean, that's that's what he does. That's why they brought him back. I mean, he stepped down, he comes back because he was a guy. Vince is a guy that can sift through all the personalities and make sure the show goes on. And like Carr said, you know, be that that shoulder to lean on when you need that that parental kind of uh guidance, but still have the end game um, you know, in mind. Um so he's gotta sift through all those those personalities.
1: And he's run a billion dollar Corporation that's based on guys hitting each other for fake. It's the fake. It's real. I mean, and, and 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 I and I hate to sound like I'm, I'm belittling it. And again, I used to wrestle when I was a kid, not like proper chairman over here. You no know, WWE. You know, yeah, all the backyard stuff. So I, I get it. I was into it too. Um, now Vince McMahon is kind of our springboard right into this topic, but. Uh, you guys brought up some other ones like Donald Sterling oh, yeah. and, and Harvey Weinstein. Oh my God. Yeah. And these were also two other powerful guys who abused their power. Um do we want to get into well, which one do we want to get in first? You want to talk about Sterling or you want to go into Weinstein? Uh
2: we could talk about Sterling because okay. I go still find me. this situation to be uh I'm not gonna lie. It was a little. It's just a little like funny to me. I, I know I have like a weird sense of humor. Uh, but you know, I just the way it all came crashing down. Um, so you know, you had 33 years of that guy owning the Clippers, which he probably should have stepped down a long time ago with the way he was running the Clippers. Uh, yeah. but that's neither uh, here nor there. But what did he? He had the uh, the racial slur that got recorded from. His side piece yeah uh, yeah that was that wild got dropped yeah but i mean that was his demeanor behind the scenes as well and that i mean what are we talking about again it's somebody who has been in a entertainment style industry yes for 30 plus years is the alpha and omega of his situation um so what do you do you you take that money and that power and you run loose with it and when you're doing it for 30, 40 years, apparently sooner or later, it's going to bite you in the butt.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. You know, and and this is a guy who, just like Vince, got to the top and thought, I'm untouchable. I say what I want. I do what I want because they are out of touch with reality from that aspect. Hmm. That's a good way to put it. Now, I mean, even with the next guy we'll talk about with Weinstein, you know, and this is three different heads of the snake. You've got some sexual allegations, uh, misconduct, and up to the R word with Mister mm-hmm. uh, McMahon, and then Donald Sterling just being an all around uh, jerk. Yeah, I was <laughs> and say, saying some racially questionable things. I'm being very nice about yeah. that. You know, that'll 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 lose your business. It did. And then you move into right, you move into Harvey Weinstein, and that's a guy who is more akin to Vince McMahon, but seemingly at another level.
2: Yeah, that's uh, the the heart I mean, but I mean it's the same. What what is it, another forty year vet um who controls the industry or has a super not maybe the entire industry, but has a major yeah. stake yeah. um in how things work. Yeah, I'm looking, you know, what do you, you want to be a wrestler? You wanna be a movie star. A movie star. Wanna be a baller.
1: Want to be a rap superstar. Okay, anyway. Um now um, now it's funny because or not funny, haha, but I watched the video during the height of me too, because this was all when this stuff happened with Weinstein. Hmm. But it showed Meryl Streep saying, I want to thank God, Harvey Weinstein. And I'm like, wow, is that dude's like, he's right below God? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you calling him God or are you saying he's right below God and his powers the way, mm-hmm. you know, that guy had pulled? Now he doesn't have anything but
0: literally jail. Cell. He ain't got nothing really
1: uh, going on. Nothing, uh, nothing at all. Not a thing Not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a thing. But he had allegations from Rose McGowan. Poor girl. Ashley Judge. or Judd. Judge, Judd. Excuse mm. me. Like Winona. Right? Judd. I think it was her mom. Um, the okay. Judds. But she had allegations from them. Uh, one allegation in particular was that uh, he would force women to massage him. And he would... And and watch him naked. You know, it's like... This is like... so Like everything these dudes do is so weird like
2: why can't you just have like a normal like like okay so i get it like dudes are so detached, like, eh? we both love that F, that outburst weird like this stuff is so weird like <laughs> none of this is normal like I, I mean i guess i'm just a normal dude but yeah. i mean I, I mean like when you're just if you're gonna like go do some you know you go to a strip club or whatever it is like you do right like,
1: like, you can't what? even do that in the strip club. What are you talking about? No, I want you to watch
2: me. <laughs> do Pilates. That I, naked. I, I don't want you to touch me. Just watch me do my yoga naked. <laughs> <laughs> stare at me deep in my eyes, please. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Like, what is going on? I guess when you're that. Put, man, you're, put mayonnaise on the
0: wrinkles. Yeah, pretty much. What? I <laughs> guess when you're that high up, like, you really can't form a human connection. Like, that's probably what it comes down You're out of all touch, you are, man. all you are and what you see in the mirror is your bundle of money. And so you just start playing into that and you become crazy. You know what I mean? Your taste gets really, really bad. And I'm looking at the Weinstein Company's, like, list of films. There's pretty good ones. I mean. Yeah,
1: he's got a lot, dude. He's got a lot underneath. I mean, it ain't,
0: it ain't like, super-duper impressive. I mean, it's got great movies. I'm not going to lie to you. But, like, yeah, you can see all – this has hundreds and hundreds of people that have all worked for him and them. And I know that the process to making these movies is very stressful. Like, some people won't want to work for them yeah. because all they do is yell on the phone. That's, like, a noted thing. But the way they make movies is a certain way. And then the way they come out with movies, it's, like – yeah, it's, it's, it's like a whole mode with the Weinstein coming. Like once you get washed through them, like you end up dirty. Like it's kind of what it is. Like you don't, you don't end up the same after you get kind of processed through their big machine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm Dude. look I'm looking at this dude's October, you know, cause this broke years ago again during Me Too. Mm. But all these allegations just one after another, this British actress, another British actress saying, you know, um like for example, this lady's name is Ramallah Gari. Mm. She told the guardian that she felt violated when he had auditioned her as an 18 year old, saying that he had answered the door uh or sorry, saying that he had answered the door to his hotel in the bathrobe. Now that to me isn't as bad showing up in a bathrobe because he may have just gotten out of the rug. I don't
0: know, man. The
1: the still That was a Freudian slip.
0: That's, ugly. that's still, <laughs> he just in got, my
1: opinion. he just, oh, God, just, got out, just got out of the r-. Yeah. No, he might have got out of the shower or the tub or whatever. But, I mean, you can at least say, hey, Shorty, let me uh, let me go get dressed. Yeah, dude, a- I'm a
2: multi-millionaire. I know what time you're coming for this yeah. audition. Yeah, like his assistant. You know, he did that on purpose. True. Yeah.
1: Billionaire, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Um, He walked three steps into that house and the robe slipped, bro. The little thing opened up um she just didn't put that you didn't put that in there that was intentional oh my god yeah, was, was
0: absolutely intentional yeah when you're that when you're that's famous or not famous but that powerful and stuff like all those things are intentional in my opinion like they're up you know, getting past
2: that yeah, it's yeah. like
0: oh i'm just getting dressed like nah man you don't do that
2: like yeah when you have that type of power every move you make has to be intentional and when it's like that and when your business is your life and all your life your uh moves in your business are like that it's going to drip over into your life so
1: yeah everything. yeah
2: so you had brought up
0: some really good articles e, about like power dynamics yeah and to like boil that one down to like stuff with like the uh the weinstein vince mcmahon kind of person it's like a yeah. power thing where it has to do i just i just saw it
1: their their status their high status mm-hmm. individuals yeah you were looking at that too. yeah yeah so this article is called The Key to Unlocking the Power Dynamic in Your Life. And this is, I mean, a frequent flyer of psychology today when we're doing our research I love this place. But yeah. like. The site. Yeah, man. They've got a lot of gems. Same with like very well-mined and very well-fit. Shout out. They're just a good. Shout topic. out Yeah. Shout out to those guys and gals, whatever they identify as. Really in or out of the box. I <laughs> um, love y'all. But yeah, like, you know, a lower status person. It's not status as in financial uh, status, but a lower status person could be someone who not is popular. not popular, or less confident. Um, they they are they are known to be more approachable, but less authoritative type mm-hmm. people. Um, a person who is high status apparently is someone who gives off this air of like I'm untouchable. Mm-hmm. Don't come near me. Um, They usually are slower in their movements and speech and they are in their rhythm. Um, They, they often compensate for their insecurities by making themselves feel bigger. Mm -hmm. And therefore they, they end up gaining this power, authority and respect because they've projected themselves at such a high status mm. you know and so when you get a person of a high status and a person of a low status one being authoritative the other one being more uh subservient sure yeah yeah it it makes for it makes for some uneven exchanges mm. if there's even an exchange the ex- the, the quote-unquote exchange could be like the high status person just walking all over the lower status or walking over a subordinate and just saying, look, I'm in charge. You're going to do this thing. I have the thing that you need. You need to come. You you need to get right with me. Yeah. Take a person like any of the three we mentioned. Yeah. That's Vince. Hey, you want a career? You want to work in this business? You know what to do. That can go for Vince or Weinstein, Mm -hmm. Donald Sterling. Hey, hey, look, I'm the guy with the, I'm the billionaire or the millionaire with a basketball team. You want to be a cheerleader? You want to be, if you want to live the life that I've, I've, I've built, you play by these rules because mm-hmm. without me, you're nothing.
2: Yeah. You know, that's how those conversations with those type of people go yeah. or tend to go. Um, Absolutely.
0: And you feel like that's like the pinnacle of your life when you're on the other side of it. That's the stakes. Like you cannot get any better than this. So you might as well just roll with what this, what this tyrant's giving you.
1: Right. So then you sit back and you take the abuse. Yeah. Because you got you don't know anything yeah, you or
0: you're afraid to yeah, lose. Yeah, Because you got the bag and like the bag's you're wiping your money, you're wiping your tears of money at that point, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 There's 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 uh there's poops in them bag in that bag. <laughs> but you're willing to smear it on yourself because, you know, there's money attached to it as well.
2: Yeah, so that's that's
1: or or a certain status
2: going back to like what Carr said um, earlier when you he referenced, you know, you have the two big old wrestlers in the Honda, uh, you know, road tripping to, to make their name. When you put all that grind and that sweat and that work into whatever it is that you do um, and you have the opportunity to get there, you're more likely to, you know, say yes to those NDAs um, to get your way. Cause you know, this has been a 10 year grind. I've been, just, because just I make music, right? I've been rapping and doing shows for for years, low yeah. end shows, and now I got um, a high profile person that you know, a, a diddler um, to you're gonna go there to make my dreams come true. I was really trying not to; I couldn't help myself. Um,
1: Diddle me this, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Uh, uh. we ain't
2: going nowhere <laughs> but you know what, uh, when they invite you to those parties you feel like you have to go because you've been wh- fighting for this your whole life what are you going to do miss your one chance
1: this could uh-uh. be your one chance right that's uh-uh. them taking effect of their status y'all, yeah, y'all can't see me I'm, get, I'm in my Cat Williams <laughs> pose look here boy yeah, boy, boy. boy, boy. <laughs> when we on that line boy boy I want to have a virgin booty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Cause I was just thinking about Cat Williams talking about this. Nah. <laughs> oh but that's the way their status and their power yeah. plays. You know what I mean? That's, and they know that and they probably search those people out. You yeah. know, you're looking for that. You're you're looking for that person who has been working and working and hasn't had the break yeah, yet. Yeah, that's your know, Let me get this person in here and then I can yeah. twist and prod. and Yeah, that's fresh meat.
1: Uh, (laughs) I mean, we're talking about the power dynamic and, and by the way, the, the, the two statuses, the high and the low status, they are interchangeable. You can raise and lower your status. You can also, if people are aware of the high and low status, you can tell them, Hey, feeling high today or feeling low today, you know, like whatever it is. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, there's like a meg when it comes to power there are other aspects that kind of coincide with it or can stem or can yes can can stem from power so like take a relationship control yeah. relationship doesn't necessarily have to be your significant other it could be a child it can be a co-worker it can be a friend you know there's a friend who's Always in control of the situations, you know they always it's it's always their way or the highway, no matter what. Fear. You use your power to make to to spread fear. Mm -hmm. You know we we talk about it, and this is kind of going to seem like a stretch, but I personally, because I'm making the connection, maybe I'm biased. I think this fits, but we always hear the news spreads fud, fear and uncertainty and doubt. And the news is powerful. That's where people are getting their information. Yeah, absolutely. You know, whether it's whether it's the MSM, the mainstream media, or a YouTuber or a blogger who's done, you know, they're a journalist, quote unquote, and mm-hmm. spreading this information. You know, fear, control. That's how you control people with fear. You got quiet.
0: You know, dangling. Oh, sorry. Uh, you got quiet ones like Jeb Bush pulling the strings.
1: Oh, and there's, yep, we haven't even spoke on the quiet ones, the power, the ones that seemingly are frail and non-threatening, but they're the loudest voice. They just don't say anything, Mm -hmm. or they don't say Mm -hmm. much.
2: But when they do say something, they move mountains. Right,
1: right, right. right. I I feel like that's probably what a Bill Gates type was white. Like Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) It was white.
0: That sounds all white. I mean, right? (laughs) Hey, man, that guy could jump a chair. He was pretty powerful. <laughs> Remember that video oh, when he's with Connie man. Chung or something? He's like, can you show me your talent? And he's like, just has like a four foot vertical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Connie Chung. I forgot about her. Dang, dude. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So the quiet ones are the ones, the ones that pull the strings, the
1: shadowy
2: <laughs> ones, you know, the ones Yeah, the most dangerous to shadow government.
1: Yeah, you know, because we always we always think of the, and I am going to show my age saying this, but I don't know if you guys remember the Jetsons, but yeah. like Mister Spacely. We always think of the Spacely types, right? The boss that's in your Jetson. You know, we, we always think of those kinds of guys, but it could be the person that's just quiet sitting in the back. That's nice. Hmm. Hmm. You are fired. Yeah. I am sorry. What? Yeah, like not
0: even raising their blood pressure or their time. That's that's a right? thing. Cerebral. Yeah.
1: Stone cold killers, man. Yeah.
0: Mentally. And something about them is like magnetic too, like where you want to impress them or do this or that just because they don't bother and their time is precious. So elevating them in any kind of form or fashion, whether it's emotionally or, or, you know, whatever, like that's, that's attractive to you. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause you get those real flatliners, like in the middle of a thing, you want to see their, their eyebrow twitch a little bit. You want to try and make somebody like that laugh. And that's you being performative for those yeah. kinds of situations and people. I agree, man. That's the worst kind
1: of poison, really. So what do you guys do in these situations where you, you're you dealing with people who are, I don't want to say in charge, but someone who's got the power, who's, who's got authority over something that, that impacts you. You know, you may not even deal with them directly, but, you know, you... We've all worked these jobs, right? Where it's like, oh, hey, the word came down from Smith. Oh, okay, Smith. Yeah, everybody's it, everybody's mm. afraid of the magical Smith guy. They know we're we're waving Smith in the air. Hey, she was Smith. Yeah, Smith's coming. You better
0: put away the Twinkies. Like, yeah,
1: <clears throat> right, right. You know, I like I've always I've always felt like those people. Get thrown around too easily as a tool to spread fear or to control people. Right? They always throw that in. Oh well, hey, this is going to go to Smith. I'm like, man, you talked to Smith one time. I keep using Smith as the name. I don't no, know. Why. I, no,
2: I get it though. Um, like back in when I was in my restaurant days, um, running uh, a restaurant, you always had like the regional director or the uh, you know the the executive, whatever it is. You know the Tillman the whatever you right. know, main guy is. And as a leader, you do use that and throw that around. Right. And a lot of times it's just because you're delivering like bad news or you're making people do something people don't want to do. And you just don't want your name on it. It's like, Hey man, this isn't coming from me. It's coming from corporate. Like <laughs> I was scared you know? to say
1: that. I was scared <laughs> to say <laughs> this, corporate is always is thrown coming around from
2: corporate. Like corporate <laughs> says we have to do this so let's just get it done guys. Uh, but when you're actually dealing with those people uh, yeah. like on a day-to-day basis or not a day-to-day basis, but the time they actually come through, I think it's almost like human nature when the your boss's boss's boss comes through for you to you know, tighten up a little bit. Like, okay, let me make sure, you know, yes, sir. How you doing? Uh, my name is Marshall. Shake the hand. Eye contact. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, and then make sure that you do your job like 10 times as good as you normally do it that day. Um, it's, it's human nature, I think, to kind of go into that mode. It's almost like, not fight or flight, but like self-preservation um, is kind of what it comes down to I like, when you have those Smiths yeah. uh, that come come. <laughs> I like through. the way you... Actually, you know, the one time, the one annual visit... They I love did. the way you put that, yeah, the self-preservation. Yeah, you get,
0: all, you get all antsy whenever Smith comes by. Like, hey, sir! And you do the firm handshake, and you look him in the eye, and then you hate yourself a little bit when they're gone. And like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, that is a, you know, daddy's
1: coming. That's that's manipulation too. Right. I'm, I'm using, I'm, I'm using Smith's name. Like I'm doing something in Smith's name to get you to do something that I want you to do. Yeah. You are using or need you or need you to do. Yeah. I mean, true, true. I mean, but it's one of those things where you don't always have to do that. Some people to me, They've overdone oh, it. Yeah, absolutely. They've overdone it to the point where it's like when you're yelling at your kids and you're like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this away. And the kids just staring that's at you like, like
0: or that's like Santa is not gonna get you a present this year. That's what it is. We're all telling, we're all telling each other that Santa's not gonna be there because you're being bad. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Leveraging the 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 boss's name is a power play. I think uh if you really yeah. are truly like a powerful person, you are the leverage and if you're kind of middle management mm-hmm. that's what you do daddy's coming you better behave yeah you
1: know i mean and if you're if your boss is or or whomever is about that mm-hmm. life and they are the person that you say they yeah. are and you try to spare these people and go hey man you don't really want smith down yeah. here you're you're gonna, you're going to want to do what i told you to yeah. do it's like okay here comes Smith.
0: Would you agree that
1: certain positions of power
0: allow the individual just to act out like, unlike, like in a kind of unhinged manner? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, because you've gotten those those yeah, big bosses so. that come in and just yell and verbally abuse people. Like, "I'm like, damn you, Austin," like that kind of stuff. Touch back.
1: You mean like a, a less grossman yeah, type, something like that? You yeah. <laughs>
2: know, I mean, when like. I, I I don't know. I've been in a management position, but I've always had a boss. When you don't have a boss, when you're the the boss of all bosses, right? You're the mafia boss, dude. You run the town. Uh, like, there's no fear in there. Or mm-hmm. so, what's to you know stop you from doing that? Like, you know, who's gonna like who's gonna smack me on my wrist? Me, nah, bro. Like, I'm gonna act how I want to act, and you're gonna deal with it to a certain extent. Now, there should be a line, but I think one thing we're learning is. There really isn't, as we kind of go through these examples to that worst stuff. Mm. But when you're the boss of all bosses, yeah. why not? Who's gonna Who's gonna say something? Yeah. It's funny that you you, gonna you
1: brought up the the dynamic of a leader in power because I've always thought about these leaders like this. When, when you get to a certain level, right? You start off at the bottom, mm-hmm. you report up, but I feel like once you get to that top spot that you are referring to. Trey, like whether it's the CEO, the owner, whatever, you still have bosses, but now your bosses are the people that work for you. And I say that, or with you, I say it like that because if you're the top dog, you have to get these people, you have to motivate them to want to work with you. Or for you, yeah. mm-hmm. right? You gotta you gotta have them feel like they have some sort of skin in the game or whatever tactics you do. And I'm not saying tactic like be fake, but just whatever it is that you do to motivate people to do the job that you need them to do, um, you still have to answer to those folks. That's why when you look at some of a lot of these companies that have a CEO, they still have a board of directors. So the CEO is the face, he's the boss of the, or she, they're the boss of the company, but the board of directors can oust them too. There's always some sort of checks and balances Balances, when you get to a level that high. And so in terms of people abusing that power in our society or or, or other people, I think they would be better served if they remember that. Remember why you started Mm -hmm. this, who you work for. And when you get to a certain level, don't be, it's going to sound like Rufus and um, Bill and Ted, but, you know, be excellent to each other or excellent to one another. But just remember that. Yeah. I don't know what turned Vince McMahon and Donald Sterling and Weinstein. Those those archetypes are Kelly. Heck, I mean, we bring up R. Kelly. That's another gross one. And this is now steering into the manipulation of minors, but I don't know what it is about these guys that made them turn that way, or maybe it was always there and the money and the power they've assessed over time allowed it to has, has just felt like it's made it justifiable to them. Hey, it's this that got me here. It's me being like this. So I got to up the ante or I got to maintain that edge.
2: I kind of see it in a point where, sorry, Carl, uh, but once you get, you know, th- that little weirdness is always in there for him. And then once you get that money and power, maybe you don't get it using that weirdness, but you can let it out because, right? What, like, what you gonna do now? I got all this, you know. I'm, I'm doing what I have to do. Yeah, good, So Good. Um, I think
0: we have a lot of people in power still that have been in power for generations. And the new school of thought is exactly what he was touching on. Um, the new school of thought is for good leadership is to remember who you work for. I love the way you put that, I was eloquently put um, because, yeah, you want to serve the people that serve you ultimately and you want to create an open communication line. That wasn't always like that. that. That was never like that up until people started kind of realizing that psychology is a thing. And in, in the workplace, you know, when HR really started kind of becoming important there. Um, yeah, the old way of thought was I'm the boss and you're going to do what I tell you. And if the numbers go down, well, damn, the business goes under, but you know, there's, there's still financial decisions that play for all these like mental health aspects of the, of the new workforce and all that stuff. I mean, nothing is, is purely like, uh, altruistic really. Yeah, Right.
1: They they want to make sure you're in the right mind to make yeah, and money. in
0: a very litigious society <laughs> as the great Mark Cuban says.
1: Uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. They got to protect their bottom line
0: and and their butts. So, I mean, maybe it doesn't come off as genuine in this new world, but it's nice to have that these pillars are now fundamental in every company, whether or not they follow them or not. I mean, that's, that's the old, that's the old guard still kind of pushing back a little bit. Yeah. Um, But I I see, I see things just kind of getting automated at a certain point to where, you know, committees and boards and all that stuff. We may not see that. And because the human element is so difficult to to encapsulate, right? Like, what makes a good leader? What? What? Why is it one dude or lady at the top that drives millions of dollars worth of revenue? Like, why is it? Yes. Why is it always just like a cult of personality that like gets you from Coke to Pepsi? You know, <laughs> like that's the thing. Like, there's just something there. Is like a magic there where I guess it's like a to have powers to be able to to lead a bunch of different people and have you be so attractive enough to where like thousands and thousands of people are willing to work for you and for the same goal and whether the morality of that situation comes into play or not to the leader, uh, like whether that is important to them or not, that's still up for debate because I think, I think you lose a part of who you are when you're so hyper-focused on revenue and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. I think what you were saying to Marsh, like revenue, uh, or or, or like people get weird. Like people get super weird. Like, you know, people start looking at stuff or going to massage parlors or, or, you know, or just, you know, (laughs) just crazy stuff. Like, just like all that kind of manifests itself because there's no time to be human. And there's a detachment because everybody's like looking up at you, you know, like all those, all those elements, like craft those kinds of psyches and you have to sacrifice a part of yourself in order to be that kind of position too. And I think that's where it all manifests from. And I think uh, if you are like a well-balanced leader, you're probably not statistically making as much money as the unhinged ones.
2: You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good, good point there. Cause if you are going to be a well-balanced leader, you're going to you're sacrifice time. It's, you're going to take the, the time and the money and the effort that it takes to make sure mm-hmm. that all sides of your business or corporation or whatever it is that you're running are happy, engaged in, all in all just about the business or about the goal, whatever the goal um, is there. And the people that don't are the people that, you know, may get away with it for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. You never know. But eventually, eventually you're going to lose that power and control um, if you abuse it most of the time in one way or another. I mean, from jail to just isolation, million dollar settlements and um, things like that. One way or another, you're going to, you're going to lose something with it yeah i think
0: that balance is key but if you're all about dollars you're not gonna have balance that's why you make such an egregious amount of money you sacrifice something you know
2: yeah you sacrifice morality
0: your, the human yeah.
2: element or yeah exactly mm. i like it i think there's like studies
0: like uh don't quote me but i know there's studies for certain kind of uh mental archetypes that do better in those positions and they're colder they're less personable they're this and that you know they, they have an air of a mask of like an attractive kind of person, but ultimately on the deep inside, they they don't care. And that's like, that's something we could look into and follow up on. Cause I'd like to get those articles and stuff. Cause I don't want to just sound like I'm vomiting, like factoids that I don't really know, <laughs> but you know, it's word. Salad. Yeah, it's just blah. Um, but yeah, power is a very strange topic. Like we all have power, right? We, we choose paper or plastic
2: when we go to the grocery store, you know, <laughs> can pay with cash or card You're shopping the BX bro. What's up? And so you shopping at the BX? So that's the only place I've ever. Like, yeah, it's a very old
0: twentieth century way that. to say that, right? <laughs> yeah, we can pay with with cash or card. We can um, can get extra ketchup. We can do those kinds of small things, or we can do big things like like ask our kid to do their homework or. You know, explain to them why this is important instead of just being like, you're going to do your homework and you're going to do this right. Like, you can spend some time either being really authoritative and not explanatory, or you can spend extra time and understand the weight of the situation of whatever you're trying to get somebody through. Because leadership is a lot of different things for a lot of people.
1: And I'm going to go all hippie on you and say, with ev- with with every powerful decision you make, remember to spread love when you're doing it. Yeah. You know? And it's again. I know that sounds so hippie. But what I mean by that specifically is if you can have empathy for a person, taking into consideration um, what you're asking them to do versus what they are able to do. Like if it's if it's something that's just task driven, not even a thought, right? Not even. Hey, I need you to think through a process. I mean, all that although that could be a task, but I, can, I think you guys understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, consider your impact as a person of power on other people is maybe the better way to put that. And when you do it, come from a place of love. You want to grow. You want them to grow. You want to make sure these people feel empowered, or maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. Maybe they, you're the type of ruler or leader that's just like, you know what? No, I'm going to give you your task. I need you to do this thing. And that's the nature of our relationship, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to be ugly about it. You can be very direct and say, Hey, look, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here. I'm in charge. I need you to do these things. And if you do these things, our lives are going to be easy. If you don't, your life is going to be Mm -hmm. uneasy. You know, and it's, it sounds harsh. It's very direct. But you can be that way without being ugly. Mm. And these guys we mentioned, and others that are out there in the world, because Lord knows there are millions of them probably out there, or at least thousands. You know,
0: you know a Kenny um, somewhere.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that if they're not listening to Wave of the Future, they need to because that was some, that was a nugget for you. Yeah. That's going to help you. Now, and I've also heard that in order to be some of these more powerful people, you got to have a little bit of that crazy. You got to be able to take that risk. Yeah. But I just think, depending on the person, what's the acceptable risk? And Are you willing to risk your um, your reputation as a leader, as a person, as a functioning member of society? Are you willing to take a hit on that to get all the things that you want and more at the cost of other people.
0: Yeah, couldn't have put it. I couldn't have said it better myself, sir.
2: Nope,
1: that's it.
0: It's a beautiful thing. It's it's a uh, it's a lot to take. Power. In. Yeah, go for it. It
1: is. It really is. <laughs> the power's there. Just got to take it, <laughs> like Jordan well, Chase. Like,
2: what,
0: you got to, you got to well, take Yeah. It. Like if you're a powerful person, I mean, like I'm going between new and old world, but if you're going to be like new world, you want to see everybody win. You want your crew to win. You want, you want the enemy, your enemy to win ultimately, but just not eat at your table. Like you said before, that's the new way of thinking. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's keep trying to get these new waves going because the old way is just, it's getting old. We don't like the way things, we don't yeah. like the way things uh, uh, build themselves up and crash and fall. But that's neither here nor there. I think we got to a very good central topic to this one.
1: Yeah, man, I I loved it. Um, our listeners who have been paying attention since at the beginning of 2024, we've changed our format a little bit. So let us know what you think. Uh, we 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 enjoy doing this, but we want to make sure that this is an enjoyable wish listen for you. And uh, also, quick PSA. We are that Patreon we've been talking about. We're nearly complete. We got our tiers. We've got prices. Now we just got to work on a couple things like perks and uh, some maybe some merch and some other things. But stay tuned, and thanks for being patient.
2: And to quote Kanye West, "No one man should have all that power.
1: <laughs> no one man should have all that power, unless it's me." <laughs> <laughs> Where can I find this car? So I'm having trouble finding um, <laughs> oh, <sorry, laughs> it on the yep. template. Um, I'm sorry I got you covered, man. Hey, on social media, we're everywhere at Wave of the Future except for X where we are WFS show. You can email us at wave of the few shore at gmail.com. And as individuals, you can find mister Carr at Wavy Car on the ticket. Car with two hours, baby. There you go, Trey.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, you can find me at uh, Marshall on Mikes on the X and Marshall on Mikes 3
1: on IG. How about your boy? And for me, I am at E Can Talk on all the things, probably too many things. I need to cut that list. I down. seen you on Farmers. <laughs> <home run. laughs> hey, man. She yeah. thinks <laughs> my tractor's sexy. You don't have to be lonely. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, we love y'all. Stay wavy. Until next time. Bye.